Back up top, shot through traffic, save made, follow-up try, that one hits a body in front, and a score! It's a score! It's a score! And the Ice Bears have a 4-3 lead with 30 seconds remaining in the hockey game! Oh, what a hit! Welcome to the SPHL in Knoxville! Comes in on the right side, through the right circle, taking it and fed across, they score! Welcome in to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Joel Silverberg, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Definitely appreciate you taking the time to listen. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Field Pass Hockey, fieldpasshockey.com. Their team of writers and photographers, they provide information, news, columns, fun lists to check out, and of course, photo galleries where you can see your favorite teams and players across minor league hockey, whether it's in the SPHL, the ECHL, the AHL, they have you covered. You can download the Field Pass Hockey app where you can listen to live broadcasts of games on the app, which is available for download for free on the App Store or on Google Play. And speaking of Field Pass Hockey, in the second segment, I'm going to be joined by James Hayes of FieldPassHockey.com, at FPH Bulls on Twitter, primarily covers the Bulls, but he also hosts the Inside the SPHL podcast, so he covers every team across the league and tries to put together the most comprehensive coverage available for all teams in the SPHL. That includes Birmingham, that includes Knoxville, that includes everybody. He was kind enough to have me on as a guest on his podcast last week and really enjoyed getting to talk about the league as a whole with James and I really enjoyed this conversation, and I think you will as well. He had some really positive thoughts about Knoxville. But the other reason that I had James on was because he covers the Bulls. That's who Knoxville faces in its next three games. The Ice Bears are going to take on the Birmingham Bulls on Wednesday, November 24th, on Friday, November 26th, and then the following week on December 3rd down in Alabama. They're going to host Birmingham for the two games this week and then head back to Pelham for the second time this season on December 3rd. So Knoxville's next three games are all against the Birmingham Bulls. So we figured who better than James to come on and preview the Knoxville versus Birmingham matchup over these next three games. So for Knoxville, big trade news happening today. As you remember back at the end of October, the Ice Bears traded Cody Rogers, defenseman Cody Rogers, to the Make and Mayhem in exchange for Dino Balsamo and future considerations. The future considerations portion of that trade has now been completed as the Ice Bears have sent forward Zach Lambrecht, the rookie out of Hamline, the Division Three school, over to Macon to fulfill the rest of that trade. So Knoxville sends a rookie forward and rookie defenseman over to Macon to get back a second-year pro out of Adrian in Dino Balsamo, who has been fantastic for Knoxville. He's got 13 points in 10 games. He leads the Ice Bears in points per game and has been a great addition to the team. He had a hat trick uh, the other night and also had another three-point game last weekend. So for Balsamo, he's been really fantastic, a great addition for Knoxville. And so the Ice Bears having to complete that trade have sent over the... Uh, really high-scoring forward at this point in time, who had a great season for Macon last season, came back this year, hadn't played a game for Macon yet, but the Ice Bears send Zach Lambrecht and Cody Rogers in order to complete the trade 
for Dino Balsamo. Six goals, seven assists, 13 points in just 10 games this season for the Ice Bears and has been a really nice addition ever since coming in late October. So that's the news there. And and overall, I, I think it's a, a a pretty solid trade. Cody Rogers, you know, progressing but hadn't played in a couple years, got an offer through free agent camp out of the free agent showcase, was invited to training camp, landed a roster spot, and for Lambrecht, signed a PTO during the offseason and had put up three points in 12 games and was usually playing on that third or fourth forward line or was sometimes was the 10th forward where he was rotating in. And I think when you look at what Balsamo's done in terms of the chemistry with his line of Anthony McVeigh and Andrew Ballant, who those guys have, have had big weeks. Of course, Anthony McVeigh was the player of the week last week in the SPHL. I think you would look at it and say, yeah, two for one, but you have to like what Knoxville received out of that trade, and Macon is getting a couple of guys that are wanting to play hockey and, and find places to play. So for Rogers and Lambrecht, you, you wish nothing but the best for them. Had a chance to talk to Zach a few weeks ago before one of our away games down in Fayetteville, and, and it was just funny, you know, getting to – talk to him about how, well, he's not that good at golf and he's not allowed to talk about his Minnesota sports teams because the guys are ragging on him for talking about the Vikings and the wild too much. But it it is the tough part of the business because you get to talk to these guys and hang out with them on the road trips and you you hate to see anybody go. But the addition of Balsamo has been really good for Knoxville and Lambrecht and Rogers were the cost to be able to make that happen. So now recapping Knoxville's Past weekend, the Ice Bears just had a home-and-home against the Vermilion County Bobcats. The offense continued its really strong push in the home game on Friday. Knoxville put up nine goals for the second game in a row, and that meant Knoxville scored 27 goals in a four-game span. Knoxville won in overtime 3-2 to at David S. Palmer Arena in Danville. That was a game where Knoxville didn't necessarily play its best hockey. Vermilion County played significantly improved hockey from Friday to Saturday, got some big saves out of Corbin Kaspersky, who easily far and away had his best appearance of the entire season for the Bobcats. And then Andrew Ballant found Stefan Brucato from behind the net, right in the slot. Brucato buries the goal. Knoxville gets the win. Needed to do it in comeback fashion after Colton Fletcher tied the game early in the third period. But the Ice Bears do get four points on the weekend, and they do get a weekend series sweep over the Bobcats in the first ever two matchups against the expansion franchise from Danville, Illinois. So Knoxville has now scored 30 goals in its last five games. So since November 10th, since a regulation loss to Fayetteville on November 7th, the Ice Bears are averaging six goals a game over a five-game span. And and granted, it's done so with three of those games coming against opponents that have a combined zero wins. But, you know, to put up nine goals in a game is still nine goals in a game. Knoxville's really been moving, and... A couple of those appearances do include some good performances against quality teams. Knoxville scored five goals in regulation against Huntsville back on November 10th and then scored four goals in a pretty competitive contest against Evansville on the road two days later after that heartbreaking loss to the Havoc on November 10th. So now the Ice Bears have won four straight. They have an opportunity to get two more wins against Birmingham. I I do not think these are guaranteed wins. I know it's easy to look at the standings and think teams like Birmingham and Roanoke where you you should be expected to win those games and Knoxville's obviously good enough to win those games I think Birmingham's improved a little bit getting Casey Kolzicki back on the lineup somebody that knows that team well and is a big locker room guy you're going to hear James Hayes talk about more on that 
in the next segment is really important for the Bulls. But anytime you see a team three times in a row, it's just tough to go in and sweep that team. Knoxville experienced that with Fayetteville back at the beginning of November. Needed to rally to beat Fayetteville at home. Got a pretty good win on the road the following day, but then lost in regulation on Sunday when it played its third game in as many days. And so for Birmingham, it's, its schedule is going to be a little bit different. Knoxville is going to face Birmingham on Wednesday. Knoxville will have Thursday off while the Bulls will actually face Huntsville and then come back to Knoxville from Alabama and take on the Ice Bears on that Friday. So it's going to be busy for Knoxville. Then on that matchup on December 3rd, Birmingham faces Macon the night before. So a, a couple of these games, teams not coming off the same amount of rest as the opponent, but for Knoxville, it's it's games that you have an opportunity playing at home, and it, it you know any given night in this league, any team, any time. But we saw how competitive Birmingham was when the Ice Bears went down to the Pelham Civic Complex back on October 22nd. Birmingham had scored a couple of goals. Knoxville needed to score with six seconds left in regulation. Andrew McLean got the game tying goal. Andrew Ballant, in his first game in an Ice Bears uniform, gets the game winner in overtime, and Knoxville escapes with what probably should have been a loss against the Bulls back on October 22nd, but the Ice Bears found a way to win, as they've done several times throughout the course of the year. Four times now, after the win on Saturday night, four times the Ice Bears have won a game in which they have trailed in the third period. So the Ice Bears, with a really solid run uh, up to this point in time, as uh We've seen them now improve to 9-2-1. and one. That is good for third place in the SPHL standings. And they actually have a game in hand over Huntsville and Quad City ahead of them. Huntsville finally did lose. So now the Havoc have 24 points after 13 games. Quad City had a 10-game win streak snapped with an overtime loss. So Quad City still on a 12-game point streak after a season-opening regulation loss. So Quad City now has 22 points, Knoxville with 19, but again, a game in hand, only 12 games in. Fayetteville, a point back of Knoxville. Evansville is three points back of Knoxville after 13 games. Pensacola is seven points back of Knoxville in sixth place, but has only played 11 games this season. So the season's going to continue to progress. We're going to talk more about the Birmingham-Knoxville matchup as well as what's happening around with a couple of other teams in the league. What is the gap to between Huntsville and everybody else. Now that we've seen the Havoc lose, we've seen a couple of teams come very close to knocking off the Havoc. Now that it's finally happened with Peoria doing so on Saturday night, what does James think about the gap between Huntsville and the rest of the SPHL? Is it wide open, or is it by far and away Huntsville's championship to lose this season? You'll get James's thoughts on that coming up on the other side. James Hayes of Field Pass Hockey coming up next as you listen to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey. In the slot, looking, shot, scores! Whoa, yes, an overtime game winner gives Knoxville a 3-2 win on the road. This presentation of Knoxville Ice Bears Hockey can also be heard while you're on the go via the Field Pass Hockey app. Read articles on your favorite team, view photo galleries, listen to live games and podcasts from across the AHL, ECHL, and SPHL by downloading the app, now available in the Google Play and Apple app stores. Really excited now to welcome James Hayes of Field Pass Hockey on the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast, which is brought to you by Field Pass Hockey. They've got a great team of credentialed writers and photographers, which you hear me talk about a lot. I encourage you to go to fieldpasshockey.com because they cover the SPHL, the ECHL, the AHL, and they've got the mobile app, which you can get 
on the Apple App Store or on Google Play. And James covers the Birmingham Bulls, but you can also hear him on the inside, the SPHL podcast, which covers the entire league. Uh, and so he joins us now. Remember to follow him on Twitter at FPH Bulls. That's at FPH Bulls, Field Pass Hockey Bulls. And he joins me now. James, great to have you on board. And for Birmingham, as Knoxville's got two matchups against the Bulls this week, that'll actually be the opponent that Knoxville plays in its next three games because Knoxville goes to Birmingham on December 3rd. But what have you liked out of this team as it's progressed since the last time Knoxville saw Birmingham back in October? So I want to say the first thing is probably they've cleaned up penalties. They still leave the league in penalty minutes, but... You're not seeing those late game, well, against Knoxville, late game penalties that are just, just destroying the team in close games. And, uh, it's just, I, I like the way that, that Coach Simchuk has got those guys to calm down, clean up their game, play a little more discipline. And other than that, I, it, it, it's tough to find a lot of good in the team right now because they're just struggling so hard. I actually just wrote an article today about it and they, they, they're, they got some tough spots. They're still trying to work out, but uh, but I'm going to say penalties is going to be the best thing. It's cleaning up that end of the game. That does not get easier with the acquisition of Casey Kolzicki, does it? Oh, no, not at all. And <laughs> to be honest with you, his first game in, I was like, oh, well, let's see if he's the same guy from last year. And he went out and got a pen- he got the first penalty, and I was like, yeah, he's the same guy. But then later on, he went on and scored a goal. <laughs> and so... And uh, and he's and he didn't he's not getting as penalized as much anymore and so I, I don't know we're gonna see where it goes because he like I said he's he's actually been an asset to the team and you can really see that first line clicking a lot better now that uh, that he got added added onto it. Well, and and I I like poking fun at Casey because he's always been one of the funnier guys on on Birmingham's team that I've talked to and I, I love getting to to chat with him before games and and he does take those penalties but he is a high energy guy there's there's a lot of galvanizing that comes with having Casey Kolzicki on your roster. Oh, absolutely! I mean, he's definitely he's a locker room guy. I mean, I've talked uh, I've talked to players on the team and and I haven't seen a single player that's like, man, I wish we didn't have that Kolzicki on our team. I mean, he's the guy that, like you said, he'll bring the energy. He'll He'll get into. He's a smaller guy, but he doesn't care. He he doesn't play like a small guy out there. He plays like a big guy, and so he'll he'll jump in the mix and and he'll drop the gloves with guys that you'd think ah oh, he probably shouldn't be, and then he'll hold his own. So you know, team teams love to have a guy like that, and other other teams love to hate a guy like that. Talking to James Hayes of Field Pass Hockey, Field Pass Hockey. Dot com. Last three games for Birmingham. We, we talked about this a little bit last week. Birmingham explodes for a season-high eight goals against a really good Fayetteville team. Then you take Evansville to overtime, and, and then you have the loss to Quad City in, in the one game last week. But all in all, it, it seems like the team is starting to piece a couple of things together a little bit more competitive against the better teams in the league. And I, I would imagine that that win against Fayetteville last weekend was really encouraging. Oh, absolutely. You could tell. And then you could see that energy carried over on the on the bus ride up to Evansville because, you know, Evansville Evansville's a great team and, and you're, everybody struggles against them. And they, they held their own. It was a low-scoring game and overtime got them. They, they've, they haven't really had a lot of success in overtime. But, but yeah, that uh, scoring eight goals, that's going to that's gonna pick a team up any time. And that just shows what uh, kind of what I've been saying all year is this team can score. If you look at it, whenever they got, when 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 you look at the sh- the shots on goal at the end of the night, you'll see. And I think it was that that we'll talk about that Fayetteville game. 
it was 51 shots on goal to 36. And so, and Fayetteville's the one that got the 51 shots on goal, but the Bulls won eight to five. And, and they're, when, when they can get quality chances, odds are it's going to go in the back of the net. It's just a matter of getting those chances. What have you thought about Knoxville so far? You, you've gotten to see them in Birmingham once already this season, but now as the season's progressed a little bit, what kind of stands out from an outside perspective on the Ice Bears at this point in the year? So Knoxville is probably one of the best defensive teams in the league, in my opinion. They just they really tighten things down, and, and you're never seeing, you know, with the exception, well, it was a good defensive game. I was going to say whenever they scored nine goals, but it was them that scored the nine goals. Macon didn't get anything. That that's what stands out to me, and they're one of the top teams, and and I feel like they're going to be in it all the way to the end because that that's the key is you know they're playing good defense and they definitely got scoring power. I mean that was never really in question coming into the season like it was for some of the other teams, but I I think uh, they're 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 a team to be feared by by other teams in the league whenever they're running through. What stood out to you about that matchup back on October 22nd? Knoxville really kind of stole the game away from Birmingham, scored with six seconds left in regulation to tie it, then got the overtime winner. But for Birmingham, 19 and a half plus minutes of really good hockey. What was working for Birmingham that night against Knoxville? So they they were, it was one of those rare scenarios where Birmingham was able to find a little bit of open ice and they were, they were able to, to find the line, find the lanes and, and, and they were just, they were working as a cohesive unit and their defense was playing strong in, in front of the goaltender, which is one of those things that we don't see Birmingham do a lot, but I, I was impressed that they were able to stay in there and then uh, the penalties got them and uh, nine seconds left to go and, and the rest is history, but but I I think Birmingham showed that they can compete with teams like a Knoxville in that, but there's still things to work on, and Knoxville showed that they're never going to quit. They're going to play a full 60 minutes, and they're not going to stop until the final horn sounds. What do you think is going to stand out the most in this little upcoming, I don't really want to call it a series because it's three games over the course of like a week and a half, but... What, what do you think about that matchup now with these two teams playing each other for the first time in about a month? So I think Knoxville's going to see a changed Bulls team. I think they're, uh, they're going to see a team that has a little bit more confidence. They've got a little bit more veteran leadership. They, uh, when they added Kulnicki, like we talked about earlier. And if, if Birmingham can get rolling early on, then they're, they're going to they're gonna struggle with them a little bit because – when Birmingham's on, they're 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 on, but if Knoxville can just shut them down like all these other teams, have, you know, well, not all these other teams, I guess it's like other teams have, you know, like Quad City, for example, this past uh, Wednesday, they or Thursday, excuse me, they they just shut them down. They didn't give them any space, and if Knoxville can give, if Knoxville can do that, then Birmingham's in for a long night. Talking to James Hayes of Field Pass Hockey at FPH Bulls on Twitter, fieldpasshockey.com. I want to kind of take a, a look around the rest of the league. You've obviously been following Birmingham, but some other big news coming out of Alabama. Huntsville finally falls for the first time this season, a defensive struggle and a loss to Peoria on Saturday. After we, we see Huntsville break the record by coming back from a two-goal deficit against the Rivermen, but what have you just made out of this entire run by what the Havoc have done through the first month of the year? So it's it's unbelievable to uh, to see how they've progressed through the season because they've 
they've won I don't know how many and I should know how many but they've won a lot of games in overtime or a shootout and they've they've always kept themselves in games and it's just impressive how they always have a way that they can pull one out and against Peoria they finally the the luck finally ran out and and I hate to call luck because that that team is highly skilled and and um, I mean that was just a defensive battle through and through. I mean when Piotrowski scored that first goal, nobody watching that game was going to tell you that that was going to be the only goal of the game. I imagine with the firepower Huntsville has, but they uh, Huntsville still they're 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 a very scary team, and uh, there, there's definitely there's definitely uh, that's definitely one every team in the league is is marked on their calendars, and they're going to put a little extra preparation in whenever they got to face them because. They're dangerous on offense. They got good goaltending. It is—it just seems like when you look down the roster, there's there's almost no flaws. They're one of the few. They're one of the teams that have made like the fewest transactions throughout the season. So you know they got their good core in there, and and they're an exciting team to watch. They're very exciting to watch. All of these teams too, towards the top of the league standings, you, you've gotten to see Birmingham in action against Huntsville, against Knoxville, against Fayetteville. Uh, against Evansville and Quad City recently, what, what do you think the gap is between Huntsville and everybody else? Do you obviously in the standings right now it's significant because of the win streak to start the season, but overall, kind of in a head-to-head capacity, do you think the gap is significant, or do you think it's still fairly wide open when we're talking about the William B. Coffee Trophy and the Presidents Cup title coming up next spring? I want to say it's it's still fairly wide open. I probably got about four, maybe five teams I think they're going to be competing for it in my mind right now. And you can't discount Quad City. I mean, they're on a crazy win streak, too. They finally they finally lost one. But I don't think I don't think the gap's as big as it looks. Well, I guess in the standings it's a two-point gap. But it, it's, not, it's not as big. I think, you know, Peoria showed that – showed what, uh, what to do against Huntsville in the league – and they all seen that, and they've seen, oh, this is what we might have to do. And if other teams can match that, then then Huntsville Huntsville might be in trouble. And like I said, they've they've been in every game. That's why they were winning. But if one thing goes the other way, then you never know. So I, I don't think it's that big of a gap. All right, James Hayes with Field Pass Hockey, FieldPassHockey.com. Check him out on the Inside the SPHL podcast. Uh, which he does a great job covering all teams in the league. Obviously, based down in Alabama, so he covers the Bulls at FPH Bulls on Twitter. Uh, James, you've got a lot coming up, especially you, you mentioned the article that you put out online earlier today, but also the inside the SPHL podcast, you're doing anything and everything to cover the Southern Professional Hockey League for Field Pass Hockey. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get as much coverage as I can out there. I'm trying to... Uh... I'm trying to get other teams to bring players on. Actually, my uh, this week I got a player from Peoria coming on, and just by chance, it happens to be the guy that scored the goal that took the havoc down. But, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to do. And having you on was great. It's it's just I'm trying to get all that coverage out there. I feel like the SPHL kind of gets ignored, and and a lot there, there's a lot of diehard fans, and you see these arenas filling up everywhere for the most part. It's it's a league that needs some attention. There's a lot of young up and comers and, and it seems like it just, to me, it seems like there, there needs to be more love shown to the SPHL. So that's why whenever I found out there wasn't going to be a podcast this year for the league, I, I felt it was my duty to try to jump in there and, and, uh, and do that. 
Well, I think fans from all across the league certainly appreciate your coverage, and I certainly appreciate you having me on last week as well. That was a lot of fun. So continue to, to subscribe and, and follow that podcast. Where can everybody listen to the Inside the SPHL podcast? So it's, uh, you can download the Field Pass Hockey app, and it'll be out on that. And you can also listen to games through all the leagues you mentioned earlier. We got coverage in the AHL, ECHL, SPHL with, with select teams. And uh, it's also available anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can get it on your Apple podcast, uh, just anywhere that, that you listen to podcasts. So he's James Hayes at FPH Bulls, fieldpasshockey.com, the Field Pass Hockey app, available on the App Store, Google Play. Check out the Inside the SPHL podcast. Whatever team you want to know more about who the Ice Bears are playing against, upcoming opponents, all that stuff, James has you covered with the Inside the SPHL podcast and fieldpasshockey.com. So give him a follow on Twitter at FPH Bulls. Follow his work on fieldpasshockey.com and enjoy the great coverage that he has, not just with the Ice Bears, but across the league as well. Again, Knoxville and Birmingham, Knoxville's next three games, all against the Bulls, Wednesday, November 24th, Friday, November 26th, and then the following week on December 3rd. Birmingham has a couple of games sprinkled in throughout all of that. They'll face Huntsville on Thanksgiving and then Macon on December 2nd. But those three games between the Ice Bears and the Bulls coming up, over the next week and a half or so. James, great stuff. Really appreciate the time. Thank you so much, and look forward to seeing you on December 3rd when we head down to Pelham. Yeah, man, thank you. Anytime. In the slot, looking. Shot. Scores! Whoa, yes! An overtime game winner gives Knoxville a 3-2 win on the road. This presentation of Knoxville Ice Bears Hockey can also be heard while you're on the go via the Field Pass Hockey app. Read articles on your favorite team, view photo galleries, listen to live games and podcasts from across the AHL, ECHL, and SPHL by downloading the app, now available in the Google Play and Apple app stores. Really appreciate James Hayes of FieldPassHockey.com for joining me on the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast, which is presented by Field Pass Hockey, a great group of credentialed writers and photographers covering all levels of minor league hockey, SPHL, ECHL, AHL, they've got the mobile app for you, which you can download on the App Store or on Google Play, and they'll just have you covered when it comes to all things minor league hockey. If you want to know about the Ice Bears, if you want to know about some of your favorite former Ice Bears that are now playing in the ECHL or even the AHL, because we've seen some of that already in the early stages of this season, if there's a player you're wanting to keep up with, Field Pass Hockey can probably help you out. They cover all three levels of minor league hockey in North America, be sure to check that out, fieldpasshockey.com and the Field Pass Hockey mobile app. Knoxville takes on Birmingham in its next three games, Wednesday and Friday at home, and then next weekend on the road, the Ice Bears will face Birmingham down in Pelham next Friday and then head to Fayetteville next Sunday for a two-game weekend in three days. Of course, Knoxville's already seen Fayetteville three times this season with a 2-1 and record. Be sure to be on the lookout for that. The Marksmen playing good hockey themselves as of late they have won three straight and seven of their last 10 we are excited to host you on wednesday and friday so be sure to come to the knoxville civic coliseum around the thanksgiving holiday bring the family that's in from out of town let them see an ice bears game for the first time or maybe it's an annual thing if you have a thanksgiving tradition but be sure to bring by your family and friends because we'd love to see you on wednesday and friday and help ring in the holiday season with you as we get ready to take on the birmingham bulls at the knoxville Civic Coliseum. Wednesday night is Teddy Bear Toss Night. Be sure to toss those teddy bears onto the ice when Knoxville scores its first goal of the game on Wednesday. Those teddy bears get collected and they get donated 
to a really good cause to help children in need have gifts for this holiday season. So those teddy bears go uh, to a good cause. So be sure to bring a teddy bear with you or several if you want to throw multiple teddy bears onto the ice when Knoxville scores its first goal of the game Wednesday night against Birmingham. And then Friday is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles night. We had a fantastic night with all Vol Night last night with the jerseys and the specialty uniforms and all that stuff because we know you, the fans, love the specialty uniforms. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jerseys are out. They can be seen on the social media platforms. So Facebook.com slash Knoxville Ice Bears, Instagram at Knoxville Ice Bears, Twitter at Ice Bears. If you want to check out those jerseys, you can see them on the social media platforms. The players will be wearing them. They'll be available for auction on the Dash Auction app. So if you want to take home your favorite player's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jersey, be on the lookout on the Dash Auction app later this week where you can bid on those jerseys and take your favorite player's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle jersey home with you uh, from this Friday's game. So those are the two home games that Knoxville has this coming week, Wednesday and Friday. We really hope to see you there. You, the fans, did a fantastic job with Everything happening on all vol night. We had a great crowd. The players loved it. They loved the uniforms. They loved the support. Thank you so much to everybody that came out. And, and it's always it's always different at the beginning of the season as opposed to the end of the year because in October and November, football's still going on and high school football's still going on for the Friday night games. And it's still the playoffs right now. And there's a lot of Knoxville area teams that are still competing for state championships, which is awesome. But we understand that there's multiple things going on. We appreciate that you took time out of your weekend to come see us last Friday for all of all night as we took on Vermilion County. We had so much fun hosting you all. It was a fantastic crowd, and we hope that the atmosphere continues with all of it. So thank you for taking the time to listen to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Subscribe, follow, like. However you follow your podcast, be sure to do so with the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. Tell a hockey fan you know about the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. And if you're doing so on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and help spread the word and get those ratings up for the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast. As always, presented by Field Pass Hockey. Appreciate their partnership. Check them out at fieldpasshockey.com. You can join their team, too, if you want to be a part of the coverage in the SPHL you can do so by logging on to fieldpasshockey.com and finding out how you can join their team. Thanks again to James Hayes at FPH Bulls on Twitter, host of the Inside the SPHL podcast through Field Pass Hockey for joining me in the last segment. Had a lot of fun talking to James about the Ice Bears, the Bulls, and the rest of the SPHL. Should be a lot of fun to see the series this upcoming week between Knoxville and Birmingham. I'm Joel Silverberg. Thank you again for listening to the Knoxville Ice Bears podcast presented by Field Pass Hockey.